Hey everybody, my name is Meredith and I am here to help you tune into God's voice today. Um, and I want to do it. I did a message um, on being Kingdom Women a few weeks ago and I am back to do kind of the second half. We're still in Women's History Month, very last day. And I wanted this week, since it's Easter week, I really wanted to talk about the pursuit of happiness, but in the context of being women who pursue Christ in the midst of the pursuit of happiness. So, um, you know, Easter week, it's the best week of the year for us Christians. It is, it is supremely sad because our Savior dies on the cross, but it is also beautifully amazing because he died for our sins and he died for ourselves so we could live through him. And I'm so glad that it's not all about myself. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in a couple minutes. But um, many of you have heard of the term pursuit of happiness. You've probably seen the movie by Will Smith called The Pursuit of Happiness. Or you've heard this song from the two that from the 2000s. Is that what you call it? <laughs> um, called by the same name by some guy named Kid Cudi. Uh, but, you know, so the world is constantly telling you to pursue happiness in itself, which is funny because we all define it so differently. So the world really takes that lack of definition and lack of it and, and, and creates this room for interpretation um, and takes advantage of it so that we're not steered towards Christ. And I want to steer you towards Christ. So, you know, when we're tempted to search for happiness in the world or find ourselves doing that, uh, we have to remember there is one thing that can make us eternally happy, and that is a relationship with Jesus. But again, that's not how the world is pointing us. So I'm an author, um, and so I'll go into Target or Meyer, and I will look at what the major titles are, you know, in the women's section. And what I've seen recently are a number of books, but I'm not going to talk about all of them, but two of them that really... Uh, come to mind. One is called Untamed by Glennon Doyle Melton, and the other is Didn't See That Coming by Rachel Hollis. And you may have seen her book, Girl, Wash Your Face. These are both very popular self-help books. I've read one of Glennon's books, and I thought it was pretty interesting. I love that she was in recovery, and I love that she had this faith journey. But her faith has become, and I stopped following her because it's become much more of kind of this progressive Christianity Thing. And I don't know how much you know about it, and maybe it's the way you walk, but um, for me, I am more biblical because my life is based on truth, We're pro on the truth of the word. And progressive Christian Christianity, there's so much to it, but there is um, a lot more that's about the word isn't really the word, it's a word. So, um, you know, it's not the word of God. It's about feelings over fact, and a lot of Christian doctrine are open for reinterpretation. So it really shifts the heart of like this friend, not friend of mine, this woman that I follow, Elisa Childers, she, she talks about this. Um, I would, I would go listen to her podcast because she talks so great about this, but um, she talks about the heart of the gospel message shifting from sin and redemption to social justice. Not saying there's anything wrong with social justice, but um, that's not where my focus is in my faith walk. And I think there's, you either fall into one of those categories, but, and that's kind of where she kind of went towards. And that's not really, um, where I want to teach from or walk from. So she has this quote, uh, that says being human is not about feeling happy. It's about feeling everything. 
Now, I agree with that on some level, because if you're not feeling and you're numbing yourself, you're not really living. You're not, um, you know, because you're not present in your body. And I truly believe that God wants us to be present in our bodies. Um, but this quote makes it seem like feelings are the essence of life and we cannot be led by our feelings. It's kind of like the phrase following your heart. Not the best advice because our hearts are not the greatest things. Jeremiah 17, 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? We try to understand it. We try to understand our feelings and thoughts, but then we become so overly focused on self that we lose sight of the fact that we need Jesus. Jeremiah 17, 10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind. We can search within ourselves all we want, but the Lord is the one who can really look at our hearts and heal them. Mind you, these authors have a lot of encouraging things to say, but a lot of it is very self-help driven, driven by self. Think this way, do this and you'll be good. And kind of that finding your own truth. Um, but if you know the truth, you know that there's lots of truths out there and the one ultimate truth is the word. So finding your own own truth gets us down this kind of crazy pathway that um, distances us from the word of God. So, you know, we read books like these to find the truth um, and we look for, you know, or our truth. We go look for it in our career. We look for it in a guy. We look for it in all these things outside of us in the world. Um, you know, and I'm finding on social media, uh, you know, that there's a lot of women who say, this is the best book. And, you know, I get concerned that they're kind of almost seeing it as gospel and they're seeing these women as gurus. And, um, but you need to be careful of that. You, um, you know, you just need to use some discernment. And I just want to read a scripture to you. It's from Timothy 4.4. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. People are rejecting the truth because it's too harsh, because it costs it costs us something. But um, what does Luke 9.23 say? Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. One of my favorites, Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. He died on the cross for you and me. So we have to die to self or we will never be saved by Jesus. But what are these books teaching us? And what is the world teaching us that pursuing happiness is everything? And if we're constantly doing that, not in the context of Jesus, we're going to be on a constant search. So Elizabeth Elliot says, the world looks for happiness through self-assertion. The Christian knows that joy is found in self-abandonment. If a man will let himself be lost for my sake, Jesus said, he will find his true self. Am I saying that self-help or self-care is bad? No, because I've had to use both. I am in recovery. I have had to help myself. I had to step out of my pain and reach out for God. You know, but I couldn't fix myself. Um, you know, so you, there's a difference between fixing yourself and realizing you need to get help. You know, God isn't going to help me if I don't help myself. If I just expect him to do everything, excuse me, Simba, and I don't have to do anything, then nothing's ever going to change. 
So if I got one, if I want God to help me, I have to step out. And that's where I really see the faith and the works thing go together that they talk about in James 2, verse 24. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. Our actions, our walk in life, not just faith, we have to act. And too many people in this world are trying to name your problems so they can tell you the solution they've got. You want to fix your problems? Surrender them to God. Die to self. Give God what you are struggling with. We're about to go into Good Friday. Do you know what that means? Jesus died on the cross for your sins. He doesn't care what you've done. He wants you to know he died for you and he wants a relationship with you. He wants to forgive you. He wants to redeem you. Go to him. Go to the cross. 1 Peter 2.24 He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. Amen. Believe me, I've read a lot of self-help books in recovery. I am a trained life coach. Uh, I've seen spiritual gurus speak live. And each one of them I went and saw, I got to give me discernment that he is the only one that can heal, that he needs to be the way, the center. But there's a lot of other ways out there. So, um, you know, I posted a quote the other day. Happiness is not a destination. It is a way of life. What is the way for you? Let me read you something, John 14. Thomas asked Jesus in verse 5, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered in 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Verse 8, Philip says, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. The Father is enough for us. When we don't feel like we are enough, he is enough. He is more than enough. God gave us free will. We can pursue happiness in this world. He knew our hearts were sinful. He knew our fleshly desires are strong. Genesis chapter 3, 6. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for good and pleasing, was pleasing to the eyes and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. This has been happening forever. Except what's our fruit today? Mm, the diet will make me happy. The guy, the workout, the job. None of it. None of it is what will make us happy. This is why being happy isn't about feeling good. Does my daughter love the song Happy by Pharrell Williams? Yes. Do we dance to it? Yes. But it's a temporary happy. It's not an eternal happiness. So my friend, if you want to get happy, if you want to change your life, then awesome. What a time to do it when Easter reminds us that Jesus rose from the dead and there is life, new life in the risen Christ. But bring it to God. Don't just pick up a book that's going to offer you worldly or temporary solutions in the search for happiness. Get his help. Stand in the truth of God's word, even if it's not cool to do it. Earlier I read you 2 Timothy 4, um, verses 3 through 4. Let me read you verses 1 through 2. I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom. Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. Look who you are looking up to. Those women, Rachel Hollis and Glenn and Doyle Mountain, have huge followings. That pains me because it shows me that there's a lot of women that are being led away from Christ. That concerns me. That's why I'm talking about it. Um, I used to follow these women. I have blocked these women from my feed um, simply because their life walk and their faith walk don't watch out, match up with mine as a Christian woman. Um, it, it's not, it's not um, what I want to look up. It's not what I look up to. Um, you know, and if you're following them now, just guard your heart or just block them. Um, you know, 
Do we all need help for ourselves sometimes? Yes. And we all need self-care. Yes. God doesn't want to complete us to completely forget about ourselves, but he does want us to take up our cross and follow him. I want to just give you a few quick practical steps for that. Number one, pursue Jesus. Get in the Bible, please. It is life-giving. Pursue him with friends who are doing the same. Connect to and surround yourself with women who are in the word. If you don't go to church, go to church. Get in your neighborhood. There are women in neighborhoods everywhere that are in Bible studies in their homes or online with women who's standing in their faith. Don't go this alone. We are in in end times. We need each other. If you aren't in a church, now is a great time to start. Go Easter Sunday, but don't stop going. Let that be the launching point and find the church where you feel the Holy Spirit in the presence of God. (sighs) Pursue him by studying women in scripture. It's Easter week. So just look at the women who were at the tomb. Mary, the other Mary, and Mary Magdalene were at the tomb and were the ones to tell the disciples that Jesus had risen. What's interesting about this, a few interesting things, is in Mark 16, 9, it says, well, well, first of all, Mary Magdalene was, um, it says, sorry, Mark 16, 9, I thought I had written the scripture down. It says, okay, guess what? I'm going to crank these puppies out. Yep, I am at that age. It says, when Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had driven seven demons. Mary Magdalene was no saint, but Jesus healed her of these demons. Goes to show you that God doesn't use, just use women. He uses imperfect women. Here's what else is interesting. If you look at Matthew's and Mark's account of this, both talk about the angel and that came to them and told them to be not afraid. Well, Mark 16, verse 6, I'm going to tell, tell you, um, it says, Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter. He is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. So, um, so <clears throat> now what's interesting about you about this is how the women responded. Mark and Matthew, it's a little different. So in Mark, um, it talks about how the women were, you know, I want to talk about Mark first. It says, trembling and bewildered in verse eight, the women went out and fled the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Trembling and bewildered. So they had the fear of God. Then if you look at Mark, I love this verse or in Matthew chapter 28, verse eight, it says, so the woman hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy and ran to his disciples to tell his disciples. So to me, that's the women we want to be, be like in Christ. So look to these women who are pursuing Christ, find friends who are pursuing Christ, read books of women who are pursuing Christ, pursue Jesus instead of worldly happiness, and you will find strength for the journey Not only that, you will find happiness through him. Also, one more thing I got to add. Study Proverbs. That is where the wisdom is, people. We don't realize that. You're not going to get the wisdom in the world. You know, the spiritual wisdom, the wisdom of God, you're going to get it in Proverbs. And the whole Bible, but Proverbs, it talks a ton about wisdom. So chapter 3, verse 5 is my life verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. But... Look at 13 through 18, same chapter, verse 3. Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. 
She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Hmm. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold her fast will be blessed. Hmm. Awesome. Pursue Jesus. Pursue the word. Pursue wisdom. You will find happiness. You will never get out there in the world. One more thing. This is pretty exciting. Um, ironically, I, you know, I wrote a book, gosh, it's probably almost eight years ago, and I'm about to um, launch a guide that I spent the winter writing, and it's shorter, so for those of you who have uh, um, lower attention spans, and I'm going to be doing it on different concepts in life, but this one is, I would just ask that you pray for me as I finish this up. We've already done one edit. I'm about to have another edit. Um, and it's really actually the first thing that God has brought me through. And that is my struggle with food and weight, which I know a lot of you struggle with. And I want to talk to you in this guide, um, you know, not to fix your issues, not to tell you I have the solution, but to help to be a companion guide as you seek the Lord in that. Cause a lot of times we don't let God into it. Um, but it helps you seek the Lord and, uh, you know, it's like me walking next to you. So um, get on my website and register for my newsletter if you want to hear more about that. Um, and uh, I can't wait to, for it to be released um, because none of it is the solution to your problems. It's um, it tells you, teaches you that God has a solution, but then gives you tools to follow Him in that area of your life. So. Um, I'm going to leave it at that. Sorry, this one's kind of long, but I didn't do it for a few weeks and I may do one next week, but in order to finish this guide, I may have a couple weeks skipped. Um, so I can really focus on that content. So, um, but you know, I'm going to keep coming back. So, um, all right, I'm going to pray for you guys. Father God, I pray for every person listening to this, watching this, that you come close to them, that you remind them that they are kingdom women, that they can only find true lasting happiness, eternal happiness through you, that for those that are seeking it in things of the world and, and they're just clouded, give them grace, give them the reminder that you died on the cross for our sins and that you are waiting for them to reach out to you. Father, we just point us towards you, surround us with people who are pursuing you, Lord, so we can be stronger in our faith journey in this, in this world that is just a little nuts. So um, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Uh, in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Okay, guys, have a good week. Happy Easter.